0: I tell people all the time that growing up, I always wanted to do something creative.
1: We always have this thing. is like, is there anything you wanted to do other than what you're doing right now as a career? I always wanted to have a path in sports. Fantasy sports is a good tool to showcase and who's who's the most knowledgeable. Most of the league I have never met face-to-face too. Even that one, I still consider them really good friends of mine.
2: You know, I still consider myself one of the greatest unsigned GMs in sports history that has yet to be able to be a GM yet. All I need is two seasons.
1: Two seasons, all I need is one.
2: Oh shit!
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Simply Talk, where creativity has no limits. Uh, brought to you by Simply Creative. I'm a filmmaker and chef, and my day job at the moment is uh, baker. They already know who you are. This is episode three. They gotta remember, bro. Just in case they gotta remember. Like who's to say they like their computer froze for a second and then jumped like five minutes later and then we're already three
2: times in a row. Yeah, three episode day. Oh, uh, yes, this is Jeffrey, as always, filmmaker, podcaster all things creative. I'm an actor as well. I have an IMDB, but I didn't pay my monthly subscription so you won't see my picture, but you'll see my name. I'm the only one with the name.
1: I'm Zach, born and raised in Naples, Florida. Avid sports fan. I am a chef as well. Former boss of Andre's. Currently the, uh, an executive sous chef at a country club over in Boca.
2: You know, I wanted to ask something about that. A lot of people I know live in Naples, but they, well, not a lot of people, but people that I do know that live in Naples, they, they tend to come down and work in Florida or they spend a lot of their time in like Miami, I mean to say.
1: Yes. Well, how I put on this one is Naples. I haven't been back to Naples since I graduated high school in 2011. Oh, okay, okay. You know, you kind of got the people that stay, that mm-hmm. find a life there. You got people that, you know, just even decide to say, you know what, I'm kind of done with this hometown and go see something different. I was one of those fortunate ones to say, hey, I'm going to go see something different.
0: Since we're talking about Naples, I have a side question that it's basically like the stereotype that everyone has when they're like from outside a certain region, but like in Miami, people think of Miami Beach, but there's much more to that. You growing up in Naples, what is Naples to you that outsiders don't see Ah, because of the postcards?
1: Beautiful, gorgeous beaches, resorts, palm trees, golfing. That's the image that a lot of it's put out there for tourism. But say, which I like to find it funny is where I grew up in Naples. If you guys look up on the map, it's the Golden Gate Estates. For me to get to the beach from where I grew up, if I were to drive, probably be about maybe 45 minutes to an hour. So lived out in the Everglades, as you can say, like Naples, Florida Everglades area.
0: So you're like the homestead or the Kendall. Of-
1: yes, good comparison. I would say homestead actually. Homestead over Kendall, easily nice. homestead, just because you're in farmlands and kind of stuff like that, where you kind of look out Florida Panthers in your backyard. That was a very normal thing. Bears attacking your trash cans. That yeah. part of Naples, the the Everglades part of Naples, the alligators, rattlesnakes, you know, the stuff you go to the zoo to see. That was daily life so getting out of there coming over to this coast and being in the city life is is a it's almost a treat in a sense i think i like it a little bit better than the, how i grew up
2: yeah nice. the country life ain't for me Been there, Bears done that, that. alligators panthers and all of that that's one of the reasons why i couldn't live in georgia like that full time because i just couldn't take it i couldn't yeah. take that you know what i mean unless i'm in a city somewhere even though i don't go out about a lot in the city but just to know that i'm in it it's priceless to me
1: You would wake up in the morning and you'd hear the trash truck go by and then you'd have to wake up because you knew you had about two to three minutes until the trash truck will go down to the end of the street turn around and come back to get your trash out there because if you put it out like you normally do say in the city you'd put it out maybe the night before you know before you go to bed or maybe in the morning as you go to work uh, just as a casual routine no no stress, no worries, no anxiety because if you put your trash can out just five minutes too early, there will be a bear that will attack your trash can. You can't just leave trash out in the, in the woods like that.
0: We all learned something
1: about Naples.
0: There's more to it than what the postcard shows. Oh, yeah, 100%. So with that, what is fantasy sports and how is it played?
1: Easy in a nutshell. Best way to describe it is if you're out at a, at a sports bar or so, or you're having a casual conversation with friends, or hear that one friend in your group that's always, you know, arguing about their local sports team or their favorite team, you know, I wish I could do something better like that, or why they do this. Uh, Why did this transaction happen? What about this player? Or just strictly going down to a player and uh, how terrible they're playing or how great they're playing. Uh, You basically are an acting GM slash owner of your own team. And what that basically entails is you have the same full player pool as the actual league does. Good example right now would be baseballs in full swing. Uh, So I can go between baseball and football. What you do is you guys enable what you would say is an acting ownership. Each member of this league is an owner of a single team. Once you have that established, and usually what you would do is establish a draft date. Fantasy sports breaks it down to you've got the visions that you play into a season. That's a collection of stats through that year on your team. That's essentially what you're doing for your fantasy team. You're drafting who you think is the best players possible on your team, depending on who is available to you and your spot in the draft. Say you have a bad two weeks in the first season. That's okay. Fix it with some players. You know, it's us. You're, you're the owners. You have an injured an injured player, um, put him on the injury list. Or maybe he's an injured player that's not so great. Drop him. Pick up another player that's our free agent. Um, you have full range of trading players with other owners in the league. That's what I think is fun with fantasy is you really have a complete knowledge, complete grasp of, hey, I own this fantasy team and see what I got. Put your knowledge into it. You think people know sports and a lot of people talk like they know sports. Everyone's got opinions. That's the great thing with sports. Fantasy sports is a good tool to showcase and who's who's the most knowledgeable.
0: So in other words, you need to be doing your homework. It's not something that you can just walk it's, in.
1: You can walk in. My best, my favorite uh, sports that I say is a good introductory tool would be fantasy football. Fantasy football is an easy tool to it because you really only have really two days of Football that you have to worry about, you know, your classic Sundays and then your Monday night football game. There's lots of tools that you can really grasp on it and drafting because drafting is very important. You may have a tough time in your first season if you're going against the league where people do know what they're doing and understand the, the flow of the draft and when to pick up players. That comes with experience. So football, good introductory into it to get a good basis into where you've only got a small roster of maybe 10, 12 players. You want to do something that's a little bit serious and a little bit more time-consuming, a lot more uh, in-depth of your involvement, uh, baseball. Baseball is a game of failure. Baseball statue you go in one for four, that's a you know, 250 batting average. You're basically getting on – a hit 25% of the time. So it's really a game of a lot more numbers and a lot more thinking and in depth into it. Would be that
0: for drafting. Do they have to be current players or can you draft from seasoned players?
1: They have to be current rostered players. Just for the fact of you're not going to go into football right now and draft Peyton Manning, you know, he's not an active player. Um, it's not so far as uh, as fantasy as that. Uh, that is a big fantasy. Uh, there'd be a lot of players you know, a lot of people who would want on their team, like Barry <laughs> Sanders and such, but it would be great to to enable something like that, to have a fun game to play on your phone that can, you know, do simulations or so.
2: And the one thing about that, um, just to add to that, is that as important as drafting is, the waiver wire is also extremely important during the season because guys are yep. going to get get hurt. People are going to drop guys that they think aren't going to be doing anything, and then they end up hitting their stride mid-season, late in the season, and that actually can play dividends for somebody. I, I was in a league once, and I literally missed my own draft. It was terrible. It was terrible. The computer picked for me.
1: But sometimes, see, that's the thing. Is sometimes I can benefit you and sometimes I can really, you know, kick you in the ass. But just like Jeffrey said, you know, it comes down for waiver wires. You know, you've got teams that that almost play that as a strategy. But if you are a player that doesn't understand the waivers, that can really make and break your season. Uh, just because a player gets hurt doesn't mean you're out.
0: Like, is there like an entity that, that updates or that, or that uh, monitors how
1: you play the game? I believe fan base is the fan base for ESPN. Don't quote me on that one. How did you get into it? The love for sports. That's always the first thing. Uh, I've always loved sports and it's a little tight. Big shout out to the baseball league I'm in right now. Got a player that came in last place, got suspended for a year. He didn't do his last place punishment. That's kind of how serious the league is. We punished him. <laughs> but no, it's super cool. You got a good group of dudes that we all have a Discord. We all got Facebook. You know, we all communicate, we all communicate with each other. Most of the league I've never met face to face too. Even that one, I still consider them really good friends of mine. Just as you would say with like a good good group is like a you know good gamers online. You know, you talk with your friends and a good game party that you have online for years and years that you consider your brothers and your closest friends.
2: You definitely get a, a camaraderie when you're doing fantasy sports. I I was in like again the league I was in, there was there were people that I didn't see since elementary school that were in the fantasy league. You know, like and it allows you to connect back with people too. It's like, man, you know, you're 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 an adult now and then you see, you know, people that you haven't seen since then. It's cool. It's uh, it's good. And then you also um there's also people that you never knew that are part of the league too, that might be good friends with one of the persons that you're in the league with and they're like, Oh yeah. And and the the conversations in between that are always good too when you're sitting there talking a little smack here and there, if if you're into competitive sports. So I had fun. I have been doing it for a while, but uh, it definitely lets you be competitive when you're not as fast as you used to be in real life. Yes, good
1: point on that one. <laughs> I and mean, we all we all aren't professional athletes anymore, so it's kind of fun to be able to to express our own opinions towards how we feel on sports. Uh, not only as, like I said, I'm a Red Sox fan, but if you looked at my fantasy team right now, I believe in all honesty, I think I have one Red Sox on my entire fantasy team. And that's just the funny side to it is this, this really breaks the norm out of you to, to not just be a homer, as you people would say with their sports teams and really express a big knowledge and understanding that there's, there are, you know, 29, you know, 30 other teams that are in this league that, have phenomenal talent on their team uh, that you might not know about or or understand or have learned of yet. Um, And fantasy sports really does that. Uh, Best thing is, too, is I I, I love when my my father talks to me about sports is a lot of times he comes to me now about certain news or certain knowledge on players because he knows I play fantasy. And he's like, well, how do you know about this player? And it's, well, you kind of have to know about every player in the league.
0: I don't know if it's just me, but it shows that you – have a real passion for this game or just have a huge amount of respect for sports in general. Like it feels like it's in your DNA.
1: We always have this thing is like, is there anything you wanted to do other than what you're doing right now as a career? I always wanted to have a path in sports to at least be on the field and, you know, deal with sports injuries. And I don't have the brain capacity to go to school for, you know, eight plus years for medical school, but even too, just, I've always been a dream of mine to be sports analytics, broadcasting, journalism, that's been a passion of mine that I've always wanted to pursue, but cooking was just how it was with me at the time that why I decided to do cooking felt like the more sustainable career path.
0: You had a big dream that was a risk. And then you had the nine to five, like sustainable job, which is the cooking. Cause I, I tell people all the time that growing up, I always wanted to do something creative. And when it came down to film versus culinary, it's a simple quote that my brother told me that people always need to eat. Yeah, nowadays it's very, and this is the very reason why we're having this conversation. Um, you came up to me the other, like last week, asking me about like tips on starting a podcast. And I'll be lying to you if I tell you that I know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't, but I can at least give you one step forward by inviting you over. And honestly, bro, it's very engaging when you have a desk that knows and is so intimate about what they're talking about. I don't know if you knew this, but Jeffrey after this has another podcast to recap on last night's fight that apparently it's um, the guy's name. Connor I lost,
1: Yeah. I lost Connor five bucks. Here. and He broke his foot. Oh shit. <laughs> That's what happened. That's crazy. I was so upset. I use fantasy sports as a great outlet to let me do something that I've always wanted to do. You know, I've hated math. Um, but there's something with sports stats uh, and even to side note onto it with the fantasy league I'm in now to, you know, scratch the itch for journalism. So I do like what ESPN does. You know, I write a weekly recap that as you read it through, you're reading it like you're listening to an ESPN broadcast really makes it fun to have people wake up on a Monday, look at the score sheet after the week of matchup and read the matchup of what's going on and then get ready for the next week's matchup.
0: It kind of sounds like the sports version of like Dungeons and Dragons or those role-playing games where you're technically still role-playing, but in a different form. You're actually like almost the manager of the team
1: or it's it's insane. But what's fun is you're going to watch what we call watching dots. Is you're going to have your, your fantasy app pulled up. You're going to have your lineup there. You're going to see your players' names and you're going to see, oh, you know, I've got Aaron Rodgers. He's playing up there. You're going to watch him play. You've never seen Aaron Rodgers play before, but you're going to watch him and cheer him on because why he's on your fantasy team. Uh, And then when you see him throw a touchdown, you see your number go from zero to six because he scored a touchdown and you just like, just that excitement into it is, is so cool to see your score increase. And then even, even too, it's just uh, exhilarating as, as watching a, a score of a team come back and win or, you know, watching your team completely dominate another team and just go, wow, that was cake. That was easy. It's very engaging. It's one of those things we don't just set and forget and then check it on Monday. You know, you can really get engaged into it and watch it and be really in tuned. You know, go out on, on Andre's. I challenge you on football season. Just pick a Sunday. Go to any, any restaurant on Sunday. Sit in front of the bar and look around you everybody has their phone out and is scrolling because they're looking at the fantasy scores you go to a nice restaurant you'll see some guy at the side of his table with his phone at the side of his lap
2: even if his date is in front of him and there's a tv in there and the game's on he's gonna
0: you know you know what you're talking about too then jeffrey you've seen that yeah we
1: know we know from experience i'm married andres i've done it before (laughs) i'll
0: keep an eye on (laughs) um what would be your elevator pitch to the audience as to why they should Get into um, fantasy sports
1: sports is fun sports has always been something to to gather friends around to, to either you know banter with people to express opinions uh, we've all got opinions but this is a this is a better way to express our opinions and still have fun with it challenge yourself you know if you're a sports fan or maybe your uh, spouse is a sports fan uh, but sport fantasy sports is technically free you just get a good group of guys good group of girls guys all your friends or so jump into a league. Uh, download your app and have fun. Maybe throw in five bucks a pot. Maybe throw 10 or maybe throw a dollar. Throw nothing. This doesn't matter. Just go in it. Enjoy it. Have some fun.
2: You know, I still consider myself one of the greatest unsigned GMs in sports history that has yet to be able to be a GM yet. I'd take any team to a Super Bowl. All I need is two seasons.
1: It's two seasons. All I need is one. Oh, shit. Well, I. Uh, that's his that closing statement, is- right <laughs> <laughs> that
0: statement right there. That was his closing statement right there. And simple.
2: What
1: season?
0: Jesus? uh Zach, what do you see yourself doing, like within a year or two, like outside of chef life? What What do you What do you want to do?
1: Still really want to interested in getting my toes wet in uh, commentary. Something about play by play, or even doing uh, just sports analysis is just such a fun thing to to get across. Opinion based, fact based uh, knowledge to people.
0: Well, hopefully, this is the first cobblestone for that road. So, yeah, as always, thank you guys for watching another episode of Simply Talk, where we covered the basics of fancy sports. It was such an honor having an old friend and boss uh, <laughs> to, to death start. And... He was your boss. Yeah. Don't, don't shout. I mean, from technically me. speaking, we started in the same tier. We were both cooks, and then they promoted him because this... something happened with the other sous chef. It was meant to be. He got promoted in the walk-in. That's a, that's a chef thing. We, we, we do our business in the walk-in. Yep. Both professional and unprofessional. Take it to the walk-in. You know, you you know, you're in trouble when your chef asks you to go to the walk-in. Just saying. Yeah. As always, stay creative and have a good one.